Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf, and today we have returning guest Tim Dillon is here. Thank you for having me, Kate. <laughs> You're welcome, Tim. It's great to be here with you. You haven't been on for like, what is it, like a year and a half? It's been a long time. Yeah. It's been suspiciously long. Well, I've been trying to steer clear from you. Oh. No. Well, it, no, I'm kidding, but it's been a while. We, yeah, it was you've a been great, busy. You came on, you talked about uh, Craigslist blowjobs. Was that what I did? Yeah, you told us all about your Man. coming out story. Oh, and wow. It was awesome. Now, hold on. Before I get into stuff with you, I just want to thank, I started a Patreon account. Do you know about that? I know about it. Well, I started it because I'm getting my life together, Tim. Good for you. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to people who are contributing, who just added. So thank you so much to Michelle Cousins, Toby Vart, who contributed a shitload. So holy shit, thank you. Very grateful. Brianna O'Grady, Brock Hubble, Jessica Braysard, and Nicholas Desnoyers. And I'm so sorry for probably butchering a lot of your names. I'm really bad at that. And I want to shout out Pinch Recording Studios where we record. There you go. I'll also have a Venmo at the end of the show if you guys want to send me <laughs> something. Keep me going. So, okay. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this, Tim, because I know you're politics out, but yeah. this is the first podcast because I have a podcast coming out actually tomorrow that this tomorrow, because this is going to come out in a week, uh, that was pre-recorded before Trump, but now Trump is officially- He's the president. President. Right. And I just want to- I'm a little nervous about it. I don't sure. know. Aren't you, are you Republican? Uh, I'm like in the middle. I think I'm like a moderate, but I don't, I mean, I don't, I didn't vote for him. Uh, Did you I, vote? No, I took a nap. I, I don't really subscribe to the whole uh, voting thing. Uh, in New York City, it didn't matter if I voted. It has no, it has no, popular vote doesn't matter. So if you live in a state like New York or California and it doesn't really matter, I mean, it's going to, you know, the person is kind of be, the, you know, it's going to be Hillary. I hear what you're saying. I yeah. still wanted to go out and do that act. I also- um, Sure, sure. It, it, it made me feel bad not to, whether sure. or not that's right I or wrong. I mean, it's, no, it's I not I hate the electoral right college shit. I mean, that, it is what it is. That's just kind of- I don't know enough yeah. to be, you know, I'm not- I didn't vote last time either. I just wasn't, because I'm registered in Long Island. I was in New York City. I didn't, like, if I was in Ohio, it was like a swing state, I would have been like, all right, I got to vote. I just didn't feel like the pressure to vote in a state that- is going to be one handily by, you know, it really comes down to five or seven States. Yeah. Nobody else. Everyone it's such else should, a weird, that, that's what's so weird to me about it. That yeah. it comes down to five or seven States. Like that's how, yeah. you know, it's a broken voting system. It shouldn't come down to just a couple States. I know, but the way, the way that the country is set up is that they don't, people in New York and California shouldn't necessarily, well, this is the way the system is, and it's not, you know, people might agree or disagree with this. They shouldn't tell people in like rural fucking, you know, Louisiana how to live, you know, like, you know, the United States was set up as a loose association, you know, of 50 states that would all be like la legislative laboratories. Like what works in New York might not work in Idaho. Like you need a speed limit here. You don't really, maybe you don't need one in Kansas. You know, certain places uh, geographically are very different. Gun laws will vary. Uh, so I think that, you know, I think the Electoral College is reflective of, of that. Uh, it's probably outdated, sure. I mean, if Hillary had won the Electoral College and lost a popular vote, Nobody would be saying anything bad about the electoral. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody would be like, thank God for the electoral college. So it is weird. You know, I mean, next time maybe the Republican wins the pot. You know, you know, if, if, if the next election, the Democrat wins the electoral college, you know, people then would be no like, one thank would say anything. God I, for the electoral college. I think it just highlighted that the system is, I think there are many systems There's that are so old and outdated. There's so many systems that are archaic and broken yeah. and, and that's one of them. But I'm just ready for shit to get changed. I know it takes time and I'm not just talking the voting system. Yeah. School systems. Yeah. Sometimes I'm sitting in traffic and I'm like, can't we just fucking change shit already? Yeah. Like things just don't make sense and it's so frustrating and yet if you ask me, I can't give you a way to fix it. <laughs> like, yeah. Because I'm not, you know, very knowledgeable in yeah. politics. So well, I think what it comes down to now is that a lot of people now that haven't really been paying attention are starting to pay attention. Don't you think that's good? Great. Yeah. It's great. Uh, and, you know, they're trying to uh, do things, uh, when, you know, within reason. You know, obviously you can't march every day. You have a job or whatever it is, you yeah. know. 
But I think people are, are, are showing up. They're thinking about protests and boycotts and, you know, the, and these are all healthy, positive things that people can do. I mean, if you ask me, I, I'm kind of um, cynical about people's ability to keep the heat on or keep the pressure on. I tend to think we get very distracted as a country. And, you know, these marches, I think, you know, you look at them, they're really good, but there's this a, a nature of like, this is a catharsis and like, well, I feel better now, but now it's over. And I don't know that that's, I don't know if you're going to accomplish much with that attitude. Yeah, I actually didn't go to the march and I felt really guilty about yeah. it because I'm a big speaker on we need to all heal, we right. need to create a right. new collective. Yeah. And I still very much believe that. Right. I had my son Saturday, wasn't yeah. feeling well, and I had tower readings. Right. And it just didn't make sense for me to go. No, you have your son. You Listen, you can't abdicate your most important responsibility I could have brought him and I think it would have been okay. Yeah. And it would have been nice to even show him, look, people are speaking up. Right. It was the biggest thing was I had to make money. And you, you know, you got to make money and listen, you, you can bring him. That's I'm sure there'll be other opportunities to bring him. But it was an interesting thing to be like, there are so many different ways we can contribute. And I'm very excited about the people who did come. It was a beautiful thing to see all these women and people speaking out. That was amazing. Yeah. But I think that there are so many different ways that people can make a difference no matter who they voted for. Even yeah. if it's being nicer to their kids. I think I think that, you know, at the end of the day, people that uh, haven't been active are starting to try to figure out a way, how can I do something? I don't think that's ever like a bad thing. Yeah. So I think whatever comes of that will be positive. Yeah. You know, whether it's in your own life. Whether it's, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of comedians, man. And I tell them you should run for city council. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Because you were saying serious. this before that they've almost stopped doing jokes and they've been using the stage. I mean, some comics, you know, some comics and listen, man, I get it. I get people wanting to tell truth in their act and everything. Sometimes that type of comedy is very hard to do. We're a very divided country. So two things happen. You end up just preaching to a choir of people that already agree with you, or you end up just going up in front of people that aren't predisposed to agree with you and doing horribly. You don't really do that well. The guys who did that comedy and the women who did that comedy very well, uh, it took a long time to get good at it. And and I'm not saying it in like a flippant way, like, hey, what, fuck you, go run for Congress. But I really do believe that some people are very talented. Listen, this isn't going to be – stand-up comedy is not going to – it's going to be a, a stop on everybody's journey. It's not going to be the journey for everybody. For a few people, it's going to be the journey. Um, but I think a lot of people that I've noticed, I'm like, you're, you're a great speaker. You're passionate. You're great with, with getting people involved. You know, why not participate in local government? Why not – try to, you know, join uh, or form an organization that tries to impact, you know, registering people to vote. But th then you see, you know, are those people serious or is this kind of like something people are doing for attention and self-promotion? And that's kind of, that to me is uh, interesting to see because I think a lot of people are like, you know, put up on Instagram something, you know, they're, I'm part of the Instagram resistance, eh, you know? I don't think that's enough. I think there are soup kitchens, there are homeless shelters. There are kids that need mentors. There are people that need a lot of help. I have friends that have given up lucrative jobs in fields like law so that they can go and fight what is a horribly corrupt criminal justice system that imprisons black and Hispanic uh, men and women at rates that are insane. Many nonviolent drug users. It's fucking disgusting. And there are people that I knew that could have made a lot of money in corporate law and they were called Instead, to go and help people that didn't have uh, the wherewithal to help themselves. That's real activism to me is when you're giving something up. So, I mean, so it's a little tough for me to take somebody seriously. I'm glad you made a sign. Good. I'm happy. It's not bad. I'm not saying anything bad. But, you know, listen, man, there's people do really good work. And, and let's, let's all try to do something good. I think what's interesting is how much judgment comes up for everyone, no matter what yeah. side they're on. Right. Because I think we're all frustrated and we don't know how to change it. So like you've got people judging the marchers making signs. You've yeah. got people judging the ones, oh, you're doing a soup kitchen, but are you also marching? Like yeah. the, you, instead of like judging so much, it's yeah. probably coming from judgment within yourself. 
it can be, there are so many ways and you kind of touch on them that you can make a difference. And honestly, I think one of the deepest things is going to therapy because the truth yeah. is no matter what you're doing in the external world, you could be volunteering in a soup kitchen, but coming home and yelling abusive shit to your girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever, yeah. you got to start taking care of your own issues, whether they're insecurities, pain, anger, because that's going to come out in your external world no matter what you are doing. Right. And I think it has to start there. Like the healing of the world needs to start with you taking care of your shit. And it's not easy. I'm not saying this from a place where I'm like, I'm fixed. I continue every day to see my own bullshit. Right. My son is the best pl person to call me out. Right. The other day he was like, can you stop assuming you know every goddamn thing? And I was like, He said Ouch. goddamn? I added goddamn, okay. but that was his tone. You know okay. what I mean? He was like, yeah. he gave me that look of like, get off my fucking back like he was pissed yeah. but he said it nicely i've started just feeding uh the raccoons in central park <laughs> as a way to kind of just start a very slow process <laughs> of giving uh there was a woman who was walking outside the park and she was walking into the park and she said i'm gonna feed them and i said who not the homeless right she said no <laughs> so i said okay and we went in it was about you know, about 10 or 11 large raccoons, the size of small bears. And they're not grateful animals, which is interesting. They, it's very much like this is expected. Um, and that's a little off-putting. But I mean, I think that when, when you're there and she's feeding them turkey and I'm feeding them turkey, and there's something about, there's something peaceful about them. And I like them because they're, they're thieves. It's always nice to give a thief something. So and this is why I had you on because you're a hero, and yeah. I wanted people yeah. to know, you know a lot of people what a hero looks like. I, you know, the other day my roommate got me four pastries for my birthday, and I ate them and stared at the rain. <laughs> and the super of our apartment was checking for leaks, and he looked at me because this is your day. I said, "Yes, this is my day." So I think I I, I believe in this <laughs> non-judgment world. My birthday was. Uh, Sunday. I'm 32 years old. That means something. I'm an Aquarius or I'm a, right? Well, what's, I don't know your sign. I'm not actually an astrology okay. person. I used to right. have a show with Rosebud and she is the astrology expert. I do tarot. Okay. So well, what I is your sign? I apologize for conflating That's uh, a really big word. Tarot. I know that, conflating. I know that, uh, both I mean, they're are, in the spiritual realm. They're in the realm. But I'm just saying, you looked at me like you wanted me to give you info, and I can't. Right. No. I'll, That's I'll, why I said that. I wasn't yeah. trying to correct you. Yeah. No. So I'm an Aquarius. I've always been an Aquarius. Uh, Deep thinker, philosopher, talker, bullshitter, con artist, salesman. <laughs> Isn't it funny? There's the positive you know, there's and one the negative. side of the coin, and there's the other <laughs> side of the coin. I'm from a long line of uh, bullshit artists, but no, it's good. I'm 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 uh, 32. You, this is an age where I've been feeling old for a while, but you, I I start to feel like it's getting hard to relate to people that are like 18, 19, 20, 21. I can't. I'm it's having hard. a hard time relate to a lot of people, even my age. Yeah, I think the older we get, the more finicky you almost become. Yeah, with your stuff, and I'm trying not to harden in the sense of like this yeah. is my way. You know, like, you either I like it or you don't, I, but it's very hard for me to even speak to somebody under the age of 25, unless they've had a horrible tragedy in their life that has given them some maturity of perspective, <laughs> because if they haven't, you know, and I'll ask somebody when they're like, I'm 24, I'm like, have you been in a fire? You know, anyone in a fire? And they're like, no, I'm like, I don't know that I can. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's, you just start to feel like you're getting older. Yeah. And it's just, you, you go through things and everyone has the the option, how you want to handle the shitty things you go through. Right. Do you want to get through them and become more cynical and almost hateful or do you get through them? And, yes. And, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but you, I mean, you're a funny, you're a funny being because yes. in many ways you have that cynical thing, but you're actually very positive, but you almost yeah. try to hide how sensitive and positive you are. I am sensitive and positive. I feel like to do what I do, to do comedy and what you do and what, what all of us do, you have to be, you can't be that cynical. We're, we're making yeah, a right. living doing something we love and that we enjoy. We're trying to get better at it. And that's a luxury. So how can you be that cynical? You know, I'm cynical about certain things, but about other things, especially you know, in my own life, I'm like, no, I have a positive outlook, you know, where I'm like, you know, no, this is, I'm happy to, to be able to do this. Yeah. You and know? you're very talented at it. I mean, that's sweet of you to say. You were just on Fox's Red Eye and there was this clip that I saw this morning of yeah. you 
yelling about how awful Dippin' Dots it's are. It's on my Instagram, Tim J. Dillon, which is uh, all pictures of sandwiches <laughs> and an occasional comedy You do post a lot show. of food. I do a lot of food pictures because people tell me, they're like, why don't you stop posting food pictures? And it's like, I'm going to post more of them now. I like that you post food I pictures. Think You're really passionate about, yeah. you really care about your palate. Yes. In a way that I don't, and I really right. appreciate that you do. Like, yes. you'll go to a place, I can tell that you care about the way it's presented. I was raised in restaurants. I grew up in restaurants. My, my, my uncle's a director of operations for a restaurant group in New York City. I started going out to eat when I was a little kid. My dad sells wine, and all of his friends own restaurants, and like, that it was my play. And so, so now... When I'm in the closet and when I'm drinking, when I'm young, I'm always finding solace in restaurants because they're their own little worlds and you can kind of pretend that you have money or that, you, have, you know what I mean? It's like your safe place. It's a safe place. It's my safe space. It's a fucking, you know, a martini at a bar of a steakhouse. That's that, kind of dangerous though in yeah, the sense very, of, yeah, it's because it's Degenerate food. alcoholism and right. food. Yeah, yeah it's, bad. it's, a, it's I get it. And we all have those things that comfort us yeah, and make yeah. us feel good when we get into yeah. that young place. Yeah. And, and I, once again, I love how yeah. much, how much attention you pay to the detail of food yeah. and the taste. Every, everything you're passionate about has a downside. Positive and negative to everything. Everything that you like will can kill you. Most things that you like. (laughs) If you go too far with that. I mean, even like sex is a great thing, but if you take it too far where you become a sex addict, right, it can destroy you. Absolutely. And it can destroy the enjoyment of sex. Yeah, it's true. You know? You can't even feel it if you're an addict. You know, you just want more and more and more. You're trying to fill that void. So I mean, what I try to do with the um with the, uh, you know, I'm try- I, I, I try to now, if I'm enjoying something, I'm cognizant of the fact that like, oh, this is fun and cool to go out, but it's not like I'm hiding, you know, and I'm, I try not to eat to excess, but it's hard. It's hard because that's the way you learn. You reward yourself with food and yeah. you fucking, you know, so it's not easy. And, um, you know, but you learn that life is, you're going to learn. I'll be learning how to do that forever. Yeah. That's the thing. You know well, what we I all mean? have our own yeah. obstacles. Yeah. You know, I used to be more, there was a food thing for me years ago. I yeah. became like a workout addict yeah. for a couple of years where you would go into my apartment and all you over the, the house. You have the energy of somebody who should have a workout video in Walmart, <laughs> like uh, Kathy Walmart. Ireland or something. okay, all right. But what, I mean, what, 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 what where else do they sell Where's it going to go? No, you're right, you're right. You know, fucking Walmart. Um, Amazon would have been a better. No, it's like you on a on a beach <laughs> with a rock and doing lunges and. Oh, well, I used to be a cheerleader, and yeah. I used to definitely. I was a cheerleader captain for a little bit, where I yeah. was in front of the the running line, being like, "Let's go, girls!" Yeah. But um, there was like a time in college, and when I got out of college, I became obsessed with how many calories I was eating. Where you yeah. find lists all over my apartment of like me adding it up obsessively, and wow. it sucked. It, it it was running my life. Like all I could think about pretty much the whole day was how many calories I'd eaten, how many I had left. And it really took the enjoyment out of eating. Right. Um, And then I don't know really what switched. I got to a point in my life where I just was like, I'm not going to do this. I think I made a decision where I was like, I'm, I'm not going to obsess about food anymore. I'll work out. I'm not going to look because I used to work out and like, I'd, I'd stop working out when I hit 500 calories on the machine yeah. or whatever. And I was like, no, you can go work out, do what feels good, push yourself to the point where you're not going to pass out. I've passed right. out at gyms before. Yeah. And I was like, I've passed out at gyms too. I, I wasn't doing, you? I wasn't on doing any of the equipment, um, <laughs> but I was just very tired of taking the tour. Uh, and I will just, I'll take a nap and, and blink. Uh, and, and then, you know, no, I mean, listen, man, we all, we all learn, we all have to learn how to live. That's yeah. it. We got to learn how to live. No one teaches you how to live. You go to school, you learn shit, but nobody teaches you how to treat yourself, how to live because our society is deeply dysfunctional Yeah, and, and not living the right way is beneficial. Being a sociopath is rewarded. Yeah. You know what I mean? On a certain level. Never long-term, spiritually, it's not going to be rewarded, but short-term, you want things, you know what I mean? Yeah. You want to gratify yourself. You know, it's easy to fucking just think about only yourself, and and there's there's a value in that here, and so nobody's really teaching you how to fucking live. 
No, you're right. And I wish in the school system they did have at least like one class where they just teach. And, and you need someone honest. You no should one's teach honest, it. You should teach all. it. I used to be a teacher and I that was what you've I wanted done every, to do. You've done nine jobs since this podcast started. <laughs> you're like, I used to be an exercise uh, addict a and a cheerleader. <laughs> I was, uh, you know, That's a tyrant all I tarot. Your <laughs> I have lived many lives. Yeah, in this particular I mean, life, you always, you know, there's nothing. You got to be willing that. to die to really live. You know what yeah. I mean? But yeah. um, no, no one really teaches you the truth about shit. It's it's all about you need to acquire things like you were saying. Yeah, and you have to have this kind of cookie cutter life. Yeah, which no one's going to really have, and the people who do have it, most of them aren't happy, and they right. don't know why. Right. And I think the biggest thing that we're kind of talking about is balance. The positive and negative to both is you have to learn how to ride both things and that you're going to get pulled often into the dark because it's the easier, quicker, quicker, impulsive, immediate gratification thing. And that's okay. But then learn how to find your way back. Yeah. But when we're all in denial and disconnected, no one's telling the truth. So then everyone thinks that they're the crazy one. They're fucked up and, and no I think, one else I think, is. Listen, you know, I'm cynical. Like you said, I'm cynical, but I'm positive. I think it's healthier, especially in the world we're living in, to have somebody kind of be like me or or not necessarily like me, but a little bit more cynical. I think it's cra- like it's kind of crazy. You know, my friend Drew Michael, really funny comic, has a bit about like, it's kind of crazy to walk around this world and be like, hello, I'm thrilled, you know? So I feel like, you know, you look at things critically, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with that, you know? Yeah, once again, it's balance. I think you have to be somewhat critical or you are the sunshine and rainbows person who's not really in reality. Right. But sometimes balance, and I agree, balance is the goal, but I mean, you look at Steve Jobs and it's like, yeah, he sucked as a dad, but we have an iPhone. Like Janis Joplin was fucking, you know, just, you know, vomiting all the time in a heroin frenzy, but it's great music, you know? At a certain point, it's almost like, I don't know. I feel like it's sometimes people just go all in and there's something, there's something to be said for that. But I think you can go all in okay. without getting sucked into the dark. You're talking okay. about You're people right. You're right. whose demons, I think, I'm not saying I don't know Steve Jobs well enough, but you I don't? can tell okay. you as a parent. <laughs> <laughs> you ass. <laughs> All right. I can contact him from the dead right now, yeah, Tim. I have no doubt. Um, um, no, I don't speak to the dead, but. Why not? I'm working on it. Okay. okay. That'll okay. be the next job. Okay. Kate, the medium. Uh, no, first of all, I would never want to. I'd be terrified if I got woken up in the middle of the night by a dead person. Do you believe people can speak to the dead? Yes. You yeah, you have a joke actually a about the joke. Long Island medium. Yeah, who's a fraud and a, and a con. See, I don't know if she's a she's fraud. A con artist. I don't. I don't necessarily agree with you. you I don't know. I haven't seen her in you person. Just, watch just her the editing. Bomb all the time. She's like, "Is it your mother's father? <laughs> Is it your sister's friend? Maybe it's not you. Maybe I'm talking about something that doesn't apply to you, but applies to somebody <laughs> on the right side of the room. When I say something about you, doesn't necessarily mean you. It means anyone at all. Has anyone died of anything? Can you help me? Can you? God damn it! And you watch <laughs> her. Not how she is. She I've is. seen go, her nail go, it. Nail you, it. So what? She's a she does cold reading. It's a skill. Go YouTube her with with re, with a Kel, with a sorry with Kelly Ripa and Michael Strahan. She bombs. Go go look at her on. I think it was Anderson Cooper show. I forget where. She's not doing well. I mean, this is a woman who uh, you know has a, has a staff of people. I believe they get information about some of these people before she goes to their houses. Um, and it, it seems very selective that her gift only appears when somebody pays her a large sum of money. Isn't that strange when we start monetizing this gift from God? I don't think so. No. I think all of these things are gifts from God, whether they're in this spiritual atmosphere or so not. So is God on a deli line at Long Island? And Long We're Island, all and he God, goes, Tim. And he goes, let me give this gift to Teresa as she orders uh, a caprese salad. Uh, With vinegar, you know. (laughs) It's hard to interrupt you when you're on a roll. But Tim, every gift, whether it's tower reading or just sing a singer in a band where it wouldn't be called something quote unquote spiritual, even though I think everything is in that blanket. If you're alive and it exists, 
it's quote unquote spiritual. It's manifested right. from whatever. But it doesn't give you a little pause that she's she's We're making all, millions of dollars with it, and then you go, it, then you go. Maybe it's maybe maybe this is just her job. Maybe she's just gotten very good at something. But that sounds very cynical. I'm not saying she's real or not real. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't know. I'd yeah. have to meet her. I have to feel into it myself. I can't yeah. really until I meet someone in person for the most part, kind of get a sense if they're bullshit or not. Right. I do watch the show and I. Don't get bad vibes from her. Okay. Um, I'm not saying she's always right. I don't know. I don't want to speak right. on something I don't know much about. But I can tell you that for me, yeah, I do feel like I can read into a person and I can right. feel when someone's in pain. And, right. you know, when I read tarot, though, I'm not trying to pull bullshit out. I'm right. not like, oh, I am getting the name Jay. Although someone else might be able to do that. Right. But- I think it's okay think the, to make money off I'm of saying, a job. Like if you're hate, a doctor, you can I don't get paid hate and you're healing that. people. What uh, What's interesting to me is that you have such a specific skill set that's really uh, amazing because so few people have it. I don't speak to the dead. And the idea that you could turn this gift kind of on and off isn't like I'm a comedian. I can turn comedy on and off. Like I could walk in a room and be funny. It, it would be like me walking in a room and like hoping that God, like I'm turning it on and off and I'm choosing to do it. And a chef is turning it on and off because he's walking into the kitchen and going, all right, I'm going to cook food now. But it's just interesting. Somebody like her where it's all divine inspiration. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And it's it's all dependent on it's just weird that she can turn this on and off like a faucet. It it makes me not think it's necessarily fake, but it makes me question it. Some people just go, What makes you so angry? But what makes you Because I think the she's angriest. a con. I think she's preying on people's fears. I think it's so sick to go to somebody and pretend that you're talking to their daughter. Uh, and but what if she wasn't a con? Because you're, you're. I, I think she is. I think, I think she's a fraud, and I think it's the lowest. I respect it because I love hustlers and snake oil salesmen and cons. But I think it's the lowest form to prey on to people's prey on grief. Someone's, yeah, is is gross to me. And I and I've give, been given no. I mean, listen, there's people that come. I have friends that I do that bit, and I do it in Long Island, and it, it kind of divides the room. Most people now are on board that she's a, she's a fraud, though. Um, but I have friends that come up to me, my mother. My aunt, who loved the show and thinks she's great and thinks she's on board. And I have friends that have said she's read me and she's gotten everything right. It's hard for me to believe. And I think that she's very good at cold reading and she knows how to kind of get things from people and the way that your facial expressions and muscles reveal certain things. I'm not saying that that gift is not possible. I think there are some people that have, I have ESP. I have seen someone who has I that gift. I agree with you. But, you know, it's very interesting when that gift then becomes a major industry packing out. I don't mind that either. Yeah. Look, if she is a fraud, which right. I don't know, right. then I agree that someone who is preying on grief, right. that's a sad thing. Right. But I don't necessarily think it's any worse than most sociopaths out no, there. No, it's probably Preying not. on people. Because well, at least for yeah. the most part, when I watch that show, I don't think she's a con. Right. Although, once again, I don't know. But- your I mother wants people. you to know that she loved you. Do you remember how <laughs> you spent giving, time with your mother? She's giving a lot of people your relief. Your mother says that she loved you and your father loved you and they both love you and she loves you the most. <laughs> but don't tell anyone else. All right? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> she never tells anybody something they don't want to hear. She never goes like this. Your mother wants you to know that you were a bitch to her. For the last year, your way father died to inherit the house. You should have cut your sister in, you bitch. You're telling me that none of these fucking Long Island moms have anything bad to say when in the, in the I believe fucking when you, world? When you're past on the other side yeah, of your spirit. Positive. No, no, no. You're it's not that everything's how much positive, love, yeah. but the things that bothered you here, like Don't. the drama you were yeah. steeped in, you're not going to be like, now you owe me $10. You're right. a fucking spirit. Okay. Well, perhaps. Although, once again- <laughs> I'm not I'm not one of the spiritual people that tries to speak on things I don't know. Right. I you know, it's always been a quote-unquote gift of being able to feel into what someone's feeling, but I think most comedians actually have that gift. Yeah. It's it, I think it's something we're all actually born with. We're all animals. We just haven't realized it. Well, we're, we're so disconnected. You look at animals, they yeah. can sense when a storm's coming. They start to run I around. In, I live in Queens and on every block we have a psychic, a tarot card reader, uh, and some are probably real and some are fake. Right. And I feel like the business gets a bad rap. Yes. But same with every single thing. I know. Comics, comedy. A lot of shitty comics. People <laughs> go, I don't want to go see that fucking show because they sucked. You know? So it's interesting to me. But 
your tarot cards, you got to learn, you got to learn this stuff. Tarot cards and, and stuff in that realm can be very damaging if it comes from a person who isn't healed or is a con. I've had to give readings to people who had a bad reading with someone else and it really fucked them up. Right. What's and a bad reading? It's when You're going to die in a week. Oh is, God. Yeah. Well, will yes. they say that? People, that's a very extreme one. I don't know if I've dealt with that. Don't go outside. I had someone come to me after someone had told them that they weren't going to make it in the industry. They were right. <laughs> Tell me the name later. I guarantee they're right. Keep going. I don't think they were right. Now, now I believe in tarot cards again. I had someone tell them that their relationship wasn't going to work out. And I'm not saying that the person was even wrong, the reader, but there's a way that you have to deliver information because you could fuck a person up. Like take, okay, right now, take me. Suppose you told me I was going to die in two years. Even if that was right, that does nothing for the good of my life right now to know that information. It might. If you told me that, I wouldn't have done this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) This would be one of the best things you've done, you asshole. Where else would you be right now? Crying over your childhood at a restaurant, crying into your wine. But how to tell? See, this is why I don't know that I believe in any of this. How does a tarot card know that you're going to die in two years? First of all, when I read tarot, yeah. I don't know when people are going to die. I don't think anybody does. I think this is a lot of- Some people have different gifts. Right. You know, the whole time is an illusion. I do agree that, that actually the the past, present, future are, are all occurring at once, but we are here in a certain reality. We're experiencing time in this present right. moment. So if you look at it like that, you can kind of say, oh, reading this exact pattern we're in right now, I can kind of see where the trajectory is going. However, because- it's like a kaleidoscope where the slightest shift or change can change and alter the whole future. That's why, in a way, you can't truly predict the future. Right, so you could say, oh, you're going to die two years. I could walk out and get hit by a bus, die today. I guess. Or I could do something and I'll live for a long time. You don't know. I think that we have free will, so we can shift things. Right. But I also think that within that, there is a trajectory for, as well. So you could, if you're really good at reading patterns, I could say, okay, I think with the way Tim's been acting and the way he approaches life, he will get famous in this amount of time. I could try to read it based on current patterns. I like that. What is that? Industry tarot? I like that. Is that a different set of cards? (laughs) You pull out cards? I don't like to fuck with that. I had someone do that to me with my career. And and I was like, I don't want to hear your predictions. Let me just be in, you know, try my hardest, be steeped in the moment. Have you ever met somebody you consider to be a fraud or a con or somebody who's putting on? Yes. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And what do you do as a spiritual spirit? Do you try to stay away from them? Wow. I don't feel the need to confront. Right. The older I get, the more. What if you saw me reading tarot cards one day? Wouldn't that be hilarious? I would. If you just... walked in and you saw me with like a like a like that the crystal ball like from the Wizard of Oz, <laughs> and I'm like, oh well. My face. You just we see are my, seeing you, into the future. You see in my face because it's also at the end of the day up to the people to feel into what healers they're going to. Right. So if people were coming to you, it's not on me to tell Who's them Who's your not favorite to. healer? Who's the top healer? Is it the Dalai Lama? Um, I would say it's the two teachers in my school that I'm in. I'm in that spiritual Kabbalistic healing school and I have two teachers. So you have two teachers. Jeff and Eileen. I had them both on and they're brilliant, amazing people. Right. I, I don't like to say someone is my favorite if I haven't met them in person because there are many people who are brilliant and have written great books on spirituality. So really like help. Eckhart yeah. Tolle. Yeah. Um, he's brilliant, but I don't, he might have a lot of weird issues that right. he hasn't resolved. Right. And I think it's really important that the person have the knowledge and also be an embodied, healthy individual. How often do you go to this school? It's four times a year. For, it's a four-day weekend. Four-day for weekend. Over four years. Four times a year, over four years. Yes. Everybody meets- Long, at, intensive days. And ev- then you have supervision groups in between. Everybody meets at Hogwarts. And then you do, <laughs> what do you do? You do exercises? It's a, it's a variety. There are some uh, parts that are just lectures where Jeff or Eileen will give a lecture on something either about the tree or the universe or the nature of reality. The tree? The Is tree like of a, life. Oh, okay. I didn't know. It's the Kabbalistic was, tree of life. I had a cool tree there. All right. No, I- I apologize. No. Um, and 
Yeah. So the, and then there are exercises and then you learn what healings. I do, what I do think about you is that you are a very good person. I can always feel that. Thank so you, I Tim. think this is what, no, I true. So whether I subscribe to this or not, it's your, it's your way of being a good person. It's like everybody, like my grandmother was a, a, a Catholic, but she was like pro-abortion, pro-gay marriage, Catholic, but like was really good to people, lived in a Christ-like life, lent people money, let people live with her, help me out. So it's interesting, people take these different spiritual paths. She never did any of this, but she was very yeah. great in her own thing, you know? And you're such a good, genuinely good person. I feel that, and you have great energy and things like that. It's true, I, I believe this. I, I think Teresa Caputo's not, by the way. I think there are people out there that aren't, that are full of shit, uh, and they're very afraid of people like me, because I go, you're full of shit. Um, <laughs> they don't like that, um, they're, you know? But so, so to me, it's interesting. Um, but you, uh, so these healers are good. Jeff and Eileen. They're good people. And I yeah. think what you said is really important. It doesn't yeah. matter if like, are they I'm not, sorcerers? I think so. I call them so Jedi here's masters. The deal. Let's get into something now because, but this- I call myself a sorcerer, but almost as a joke, I do think, you know, we're, can I just say something? Real, yes. And then I want you to say what you're going to yes. say. But cause what you said was so brilliant and on point of, you don't have to study Kabbalah or Buddhism. It's really all about being a good person. A hundred percent. And giving and being, and it starts at home. It does start at home. It's how nice are you to your friends? And it's not nice. And listen, but, I, but we're not perfect. Yeah, no, it's no. like, how conscious and aware are, are you? I mean, I not fuck up all. all the time. Right. Like, you're such a liar. I'm kidding. <laughs> there is dark arts. There are bad people. A hundred percent. There are deep, deep, there are occultists in, in the world and in our country that do some bad things and believe they derive power from doing some bad things. And like, I mean, I watched a documentary about satanic pedophile cults that are real. Shit's going on. I know. And they, I try and, to tell people and, and they don't believe me. And they're very bad. And these are, these are dark people that believe they're practicing some Luciferian religion. and crazy. But that, they're real. They're out there. I mean, and they're doing yes. stuff that's not good. And it's dark. And that's amazing. But they're real. I know. Yeah. I mean, there crazy. are, there are islands where they take, yeah. they kidnap kids yeah. and they hunt them down. It's crazy. And it's disgusting. This is, this is insane. And it's so out of like the purview of, of, of what we in society are aware of. But a lot of it is this, a lot of it does go back to the occult. I mean, it's just weird when like these, a lot of these guys are going to like the Bohemian Grove in uh, California and these are like heads of uh, business and banking and, and, and politics and, and these are very, very um, wealthy, powerful, connected guys and they're all dressing up in these weird like togas and they're mock sacrificing a child and it's a big owl. Is that fraternity stuff or is there something weird there? Do you think? Cause I don't know. I think it's weird. I think there's something odd there, but everyone says to me, it's like, it's just fraternity stuff. What is it? I mean, when the skull and bones, when they initiate people in Yale and they're all jerking off in caskets and they're all running around with skull. I mean, what is, and I mean, you're a spiritual person. I'm, I'm asking you cause I literally don't, I could go one of two ways. Like maybe it is a weird prank, you know, or is there something weird there that they're kind of flirting with the dark arts. Is it legit? Is it not? I mean, what 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 is your impression of all this stuff? I love your question, actually, because yeah. there's so many layers to it. Yeah. So you're talking about secret organizations, yes. and you're also talking about just like fraternal yeah. and sorority things. Right, right. So the interesting thing that you're tapping into is whether or not you're conscious of this nature of reality and that right. you can do witchcraft shit or not. Right. You can still be doing it unconsciously like there are fraternity dudes who might not be tapped into spirituality at all but still manipulating and using people you know in in a way that they know about but also don't know about i get creeped out by a lot of organizations especially like you know a lot of those college fraternities were hazing and yeah whenever there are secrets yeah like that involved yeah it can get really dangerous right what I love about my school that I'm in, yeah. even though it has a creepy name, Society of Souls, right, is that it's not about secrets. It's about finding your own truth. It's about truth. You know, it's not like we know this and you can't and we're hoarding this information. You know, with fraternities and sororities, when it becomes this like, here's this like secret thing and we're almost better than everyone else and now you have to like some of these fraternities to get hazed, you got to do some really fucking weird shit. Right. Whether it's like sucking a dude's right. dick. Right. But they're straight, which is right. really interesting. Right. Or I, I know a friend who, when he was getting hazed, had to bite a head off a bird. Interesting. 
And they didn't even call that witchcraft a cult. That was right. just like, I don't know. Yeah. So that kind of stuff, of course, just grosses me out. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Can you not think for yourself? Yeah. I joined a sorority for about a month and then got the fuck out of there when I saw that kind of behavior. Yeah. I was like, wait, I mean, the worst of the hazing was they made us carve a design into soap. Really right. not that hard. But so, because some, I was still some like, of no. these things, like some of these people, some of the people just call themselves Satanists, but they're just into like free love and like, you know, self determination. That's, That's fine. And they're like, hey, I'm a Satanist, but I'm like, but then there are people who are legitimately, you know, spells and, and witchcraft. I mean, is this real? I mean, I don't know. We don't, it's very hard for me so to believe. So you want to know about those actual organizations? It's very hard for me to believe that I don't know much about actually doing i believe that they believe that they are i mean a guy like uh, alistair crowley you yeah. know what is this the thelema the like dark a, arts kind of a thing what is this is it really dark arts or is it just like people who are like well, i didn't get into this country club so let me put on this cloak honestly i don't know much about it yeah i can tell you that i do believe that there are I don't even want to say spells. I think that there are certain things that you can do that kind that does in a way manipulate reality. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Um, and if you put enough negative intent out into the world, maybe you can affect other people. You can affect other people, even if you don't know this stuff. Like right. I could look at a person walking down the road and say, you're an ugly asshole. And I already cast a spell on them right? because now they might be in their head being like, Oh my God, I am an ugly asshole. Right. Words are spells if taken in by the person. Right. So I do think that people who practice the dark arts just know that trick that if yeah. taken in and absorbed, it can affect the person. Like essentially you could give a person cancer. If you look at someone and say, you're going to get cancer in three months and they actually take that in into their body and believe it, somehow it could manifest in your wow, body. Wow, interesting. Yeah. So technically, everyone is a magician. Most are, most people are unconscious. So some people are tuned to the, and, but you hear about some of these the rituals and things that people do and it's like, there is a certain- I don't know yeah. how much they work or don't work. If, right. you know, when they gather around and sacrifice blood of a child, right. I can't tell you right. if that does actually make something happen or not. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if it affected things. And I also wouldn't be surprised if it didn't right. depending on the thing that they're doing. Yeah. You know, but I do There's know. There's some very dark and evil people in the world. Uh, that, that, that's hundred percent. And whether or not yeah. they're in a spiritual dark cult or not, yeah. they're negatively affecting themselves and, and the people around them. And that's why I always say it starts from home. It's about being a kind, compassionate person. And honestly, the heart of that is starting to bridge this gap that we're seeing of like, we're seeing it in politics, right? Of like liberals and then the rights or whatever you'd want to call it. Thank you, conservatives. It's like, we're becoming so divisive and not wanting to hear the other person's side. And it's not just politics. Yeah. It's like, you can be divisive with race, with gender, with whatever. Right. And we just need to start to actually listen yeah. to where someone else is coming from, even if you disagree and just- have a conversation, be willing yeah. to receive. And I think that's another place where all this stuff can get sorted. There was someone who posted on Facebook last night. Um, hey, Graham, I think he listens. And, um, or no, not Grant, it's Grant. And um, he was saying, he was asking the question, he was showing pictures of like Madonna, Lady Gaga, and some other pop idol wearing a very sexual outfit and being like, you know, and we're the ones that are at fault for degrading you. Yeah. And we had a good conversation where I, you know, commented and I was like, it's their right to own their sexuality. It doesn't mean that someone's allowed to degrade them or treat them like an object or rape them. Right. Just because they're wearing a sexy outfit. And he really responded respectfully. He was like, I wanted to get people's input. I yeah. wanted to know what the difference is. Like if a woman's going to go out there wearing this really sexy outfit, but then doesn't want to be looked at as an object, like what's the deal? What's the deal? Yeah. And we had a really good conversation about it. And it's not like we found out the answer as if there is a one answer, but it was just nice to have that conversation. And he was happy. I acknowledged the gray area. I was like, yeah. I get your confusion. Right. And I think we just need to start opening it up without being so sure we are right all the time. hundred percent. hundred percent. I think that a lot of this, um, comes down to the fact that, uh, people in general, um, like to be comfortable and it's yes. very comfortable to believe 
a certain set of things um, and to not challenge yourself and to not learn things about yourself and society and the world that might be disturbing, might be challenging. Um, and that's, see, I'm lucky because I can make them funny. Yeah. That's why I don't mind learning about them because I have the talent of making them funny. You know, if I didn't have that, maybe I wouldn't want to learn about it. So I'm always aware of like, I love learning about stuff because the darkest, most horrific stuff I can still make funny because I've done it since I'm a little kid and that's how I do it. But I'm very cognizant of the fact that that's a skill I have. Yeah. And that's one of my fucking defenses against the dark arts is to just be like, I'm going to laugh about it. You can't stop me from laughing about it. And I think that's, uh, but if so, and some people turn it into music or art or some people turn it into a fucking, you know, they go to the gym for 10 hours and they fucking look amazing. Some people do triathlon. Some people, whatever that fuel is, are able to convert it. And I think that's the thing. Yeah. What are you converting the darkness into? Yeah. That's the game. Because that's it's, beautiful. It's going to be there, but it's like, what are you converting? Well, I am, You funny you mention it, I am also reading tarots now, and I'm doing a lot of <laughs> spiritual outreach. I have a seminar coming up where it's on the seven train, and a lot of people <laughs> have been reaching out. It's called Live Your Best Life in Three Stops. <laughs> and I, I have three uh, keys um, and in three stops. In three stops. We go from Queens Plaza to That's Vernon Jackson. That's pretty quick. That's like three, four, five minutes. It's very quick because I'm very <laughs> spiritually streamlined. So people will ask me a question and then, you know, uh, we, we just get it done right away. And I'm just very out there. I say you have to really live and be open and, and focus. But also when you're focusing, don't lose sight <laughs> of the other. And then, and then it's, and then you're there. But- well, that's why you're the brilliant sorcerer that you are. I mean, it's very Three stops. Very I would easy. need 10. There's no old witch that's cool at your school who's like, I'm an old witch. There's none of that. Not really. Damn it. You don't get in like, like fights with wands and everything? No, no. Does Shane it, has a wand. He bought a Harry Potter wand. Interesting. Well, we don't on? fight with them. Right. But is anybody at your school a warlock? No. I mean, I don't even really know what that name means. <sighs> I'm trying to find something cool. I think we're all witches, warlocks, kings, queens. I think we're I all know. magical beings. But I know. Well, you, but some we're of also us. not. We're also just regular humans, and we're supposed to be what steeped in this when, experience. What happens when we die? Where do we go? Well, I don't know the exact answer okay. for that. Damn I do it. think, and I talked about this last week, is that when we die, it's almost like we're waking up, like the way you'd wake up from a dream. Yeah. I think we wake up to an even just bigger, deeper, super intelligence and we're like, oh yeah. It's almost like this is kind of a game in a sense that yeah. we've entered a certain type of reality where we're way more limited, but that's the purpose of the game. Gotcha. To be this type of limited and still try to get in touch with our highest excitement and our feelings are really the compass that are guiding us. But yeah. most people are disconnected from their feelings, right. so they're lost. Right. But I think that you know we're supposed to be purposefully blind we're behind the veil but still kind of learn how to follow our instincts and synchronize with our true path yeah just like animals that's the funny thing is like when you watch birds flying together and they're almost like singing a song and dancing a dance together they're in alignment they're in right. tune i think we're supposed to come back into alignment with ourselves and then we'll kind of float to where we're meant to go we're all not floating we're all like in this chaos of like like chickens with our heads cut off right yeah. We need to learn how to sing our soul songs again. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, that's, you know, we have to learn. Soul song is a word you use regularly. our soul song yeah. again. What a, what a interesting. We I, all have a vibration. Yeah. We're all energy. That's, I would that's love, like a science. I would love to find out that you were like a serial killer. <laughs> I would, nothing would make me happier than to find out that you killed 20 to 30 people. Kids. Yeah. Something children. like really horrific. Yeah, just eight children. <laughs> killed and eight children because they, you believe that you were possessing their soul. <laughs> we have to learn to sing our soul song again. Yeah, saying that with blood streaming down my like, face life would be without very parole. <laughs> I mean, there's sick, you know, there's sick people, man. And I mean, I, I'm just... I don't know. I, I I just try to fucking, you know, every day is like a new it's like <laughs> new new horror. You just have to figure out how to avoid or engage. That's one way of looking you at know? it. Yeah. Got to engage it or uh, avoid it. I still it. see the beauty in hum humanity. I also see There's the ugly. There's a lot of beauty. I also see the ugly. I think you have to be in reality and see both sides. But I try my hardest to 
see the beauty. And when I get lost in the ugly, because I do battle depression done, and would anxiety. You, would you do DMT? That would be way too much for me. Really? Just when I smoke weed sometimes, I spiral off. Um, oh, I actually have a story about that yeah. that I think you would like. Yeah. I uh, one, of, one of the listeners... Hey, Julie sent me allegedly, I have to say that allegedly sent me pot brownies. Okay. And, but they were legal. They were Seattle. They're not legal here, but whatever. Meaning like she didn't bake them herself. Gotcha. And I was alone by myself. Shane was at his cousin's, but I was dog sitting his dog for him. Jada, who's like a really tiny. What dog? Lovely. My son has a dog at his dad's house. So I was watching the dog. Okay. Cause it was my weekend with Shane. He's, it's like a half little Greyhound. It's like a cute white dog that's yeah, yeah. very not scary looking. Yeah. But I got attacked by a dog when I was 11, a Russian wolfhound. So I have like a Those fear are of great dogs. Dog. I love the big wolfhound. Well, you probably did something. I didn't. I was just petting it. Okay. Maybe you didn't want and to it be had pet. Bit, it had bit a child in the neck a week before. Kids can I have suck. a thing with dogs. A lot of kids okay. suck. I love dogs. I love big dogs. I didn't deserve this. Teeth. Okay. It affected my hairline. Okay. Bit me right in the head. Okay. You've bounced back. Okay. Thank you. So, so I have this fear of dogs. But I've gotten a lot better because Shane loves dogs and I right. had to adjust. So, um, okay, whatever. So it's the next person. Amina just texted me. She's coming on next. Sorry, Tim. Okay, so I take this pot brownie and I'm not used to edibles. Like when it goes into your body, it fucks you up. And I had st- stopped smoking for like a month because it was really affecting me. Like I was feeling spirits around me at night and I was like, I got to stop doing this. This isn't good for me, whatever. But I decided to do it this this night. So I get so hi. And I'm looking at this dog and I'm like, oh my God, this dog is going to eat me. Cause like I was seeing the dog, but I was seeing like the lineages of dogs, like how it originated from a coyote essentially. Do you know what I mean? Like I was yeah. like, you know, no, this I is don't an know animal. What you mean because I'm, I'm not insane. Okay. Okay. But I, I, I don't know what you mean, but I, I kind of get Well, you're what you looking mean. at an animal when yes. you're high and you're yes. like, this is an animal. Yes. Like right now we have come generations out of the wild yeah. where now I'm in a home and this is a domesticated dog. But we both, like, I'm at the end of the day, if you attack me, the savage, innate savage will come out and I'll defend myself. Right. And this dog has an innate coyote or wolf in it. Right. And I was like, yo, this thing's a fucking wolf. Right. In my house. Yeah. What'd you do? So I ran into my room and I closed the door. Yeah. Like, I ran and I was like, no. And I called my friend who's a shaman. Her name's Allison. And I was like, it's going to eat me. Like, I was like spiraling. And I was like, it's going to eat me. And she's like, no, you got this. This is a test from the universe. You you can do this. You're not going to freak out. You got this. And I was like, I'm a single woman and I'm strong. I'm going to, I can do this. Right. So I walk back out and I'm like laying on the couch with this dog and I start to have a real bad panic attack. Not because of the dog, but the pot is like, I'm just like, I'm not good with substances. Right. This dog took its little dog paws, Tim, I swear to God, and placed them on my heart like for real, I feel yeah. like you think I'm crazy right now. I swear to God, because I didn't know that dogs were so woke, so in tune. It puts its little dog paws on my on my heart, and it calmed me down. And then it steps back, and I was calm. And then I started panicking again. And it kept putting its paws on my heart every time I'd panic. And eventually, it kind of like stood up over me, like like surrender to me, like I am your dog, God. Surrender. You have no control over this. Just let it go. Right. And then it started licking my face. Do you think when it was putting its paws in your heart, it was trying to kill you, but it just didn't have the strength? Like it was trying to murder you? I didn't think about it like that. It seemed oh. very loving, but yeah. you never know. You never yeah, know. It was like, yo, this is my chance. Let's kill this bitch. What would you have done if it just bit you in the neck? I would have bit it back. Wow. Crazy. <laughs> you know, I mean. I think people like me and you yeah. who have this sense of like savage or killer in them. I mean, yeah. we all do, but right. I think especially when you're a comedian, like yeah. you really work that muscle. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, if you get attacked, like I know if a robber came at me, I'm not saying I defeat the robber, but like there's an innate defense in me that will come after you. Yeah. So if a dog started coming after me, I'm going to try to fight back. I'm not saying I'd win. Dogs have always liked dogs. Animals have always loved my mother. Really? My mother's kind of spiritual. Animals have always been, she's on their wavelength, whatever it is. I love uh, that. I would cats, love to meet your mother. Dogs, tigers. She was friends with this guy named Gunther Gable Williams, who was a big tiger trainer in Ringling Brothers Barn and Billy Circus. And he would, she would walk on the beach with him when she was like 19, and it would just be full size tigers that he would train and she would like pet them and they would like lay down and everything. So she has a very weird relationship with animals. Like she loves animals. 
She loves animals. Like she used to scuba dive when she was young and she would just like stare at sharks and they'd be like, hello. And she'd be like, hello. She's like, wait, she's, she sounds like a lovely snow white similar to you. woman. Yeah. She's similar to you in that Aww. sense. That she, no wonder uh, why we get along. Yeah. She, uh, she's into animals. You know, I like animals too. I think they should be encaged and <laughs> you're so stupid. You know, I think that you really are a very sensitive, I am sensitive, loving soul. And yeah. I think you've been through some shit and yeah. you had to harden to protect yourself. And yeah. I think you're doing a decent job right. of being as cynical as you are and funny in that yeah. era, but still also being a really caring, smart individual. Yeah. I do think there could be more healing work done to There's really look at some of the pain. Work done. But I think you're a lovely person. I always love talking to you. No, I love, and I, I, love, I never really get to see you. No, I know. I mean, we're just running around. Everybody's busy. This yeah. shit is very busy. You know, this is we're not I, booked in a lot of the same shows, but when we are, yeah, no, I love seeing you. Yeah, I love are, watching you know? your set. You crack me up, even though you you have that whole joke about Teresa, which I don't necessarily agree with. Although I don't disagree. I, what I'm doing on that stage is I'm learning to sing my soul song. Yes, you are, Tim. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> And you're singing it loud and clear. Singing it loud and clear. I'm very proud of you. Well, thank you. You're doing great. I'm doing good. You really I'm are. I'm happy about the Here's way the things thing. are. A lot of my friends in comedy are starting to I do- love when I told you the name of my podcast. I was like, my the podcast is called Tim Dillon's Going to Hell. And then you looked at me and you went, right. <laughs> you were like, of course. <laughs> well, we're already in hell. This is the physical manifestation well, that's why I'm is going hell. there every Tuesday. So- um, Here's the thing, though, I want you to be weary of that I think a lot of comics need to be is they yeah. get so focused on success. Yeah. You know, that they forget that even when you have all the money and all the credits and your show. Yeah. It doesn't e equal happiness. And I know you know no, that. I know that. But like really knowing it in your soul that and like internalizing you it. have to be doing whether it's going you have to be doing the spiritual work, whether it's going to therapy and just talking about your shit. You have to take care of yourself, yeah. mind, body and soul Right. while going for your dreams. Right. I believe that you're going to be and already are a successful comedian and yeah. you will have all the money and you'll be able to go to all these nice restaurants we'll forever. I, yeah. I really believe in your talent. I just want to make sure Happiness. that you're also really happy and that has nothing yeah. to do with the money. That's true. I'm not saying, when I say that, people are like, oh, but you definitely need money. I'm like, no, of course you want a house. You want your innate needs met. Right. Of course. I just like the idea that I really, my favorite thing to do is perform and I just like the idea that I'm able to do it. I want to keep doing it. It's when I feel that I've literally, I'm giving something valuable to the universe. Legit yeah. is when I'm like making people laugh. That to me is something that I feel like I've keyed. I'm so lucky. I think a lot of people haven't found whatever that is, but I think a lot of people do it. You know, my friend, uh, is an amazing dad and he's so into it and you see the way he is with his kids and I'm like, dude, that's the most important thing you can ever do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like my version of that is to make drunk people laugh in dark rooms in New York after they get out of their fucking miserable jobs. But that, I think that's important too. I 100% agree. Yeah. It's an art form. Yeah. And I think we forget that we're artists because we're not out there actually painting a painting or right. creating music right. necessarily. Although some people do both. It's right. an art form. And I think it just feels good to create. It does. Yeah. We need to do it. Yeah. That's a lot of people built. who are just in cubicles and not creating are not normally the happiest people. And sometimes sometimes they are. Sometimes they're creating other things. There are all different types. I, uh, the one girl, Julie that I mentioned, she works for Microsoft. Yeah. And, um, she does, and once again, allegedly she sent me stuff, but uh, she she's creating in her own very like science-y technology way. That's not how my brain works. Right. But yeah, everyone has their own soul Everybody's song Everybody's got a thing. Yeah. You got to find your soul song and sing it. Yes. Sing it loud. Because <laughs> there are people trying to cut your tongue out. Yeah. <laughs> there are people trying to kill you, but don't. Just go with it. Dark stuff. We try to make it really funny. Um, uh, you can find that on iTunes. Also, Tim J. Dillon, D-I-L-L-O-N, on Twitter, Instagram, Tim Dillon on Facebook. TimDillonComedy.com is the website. And I'm doing uh, this crazy uh, 
thing that I used to be a tour guide in New York as a, for a living before I did stand up. Well, while I was doing stand up, and I I take this crazy bus out where I just talk about rich people and you know human sacrifice and real <laughs> estate and food and like it's like an hour and a half show. We go around Central Park, but you're literally on a tour bus. It's crazy. It's the funniest. I didn't get to go, but I've seen clips of you yeah. posting them from before. Yeah, I really want to go to the next one. Yeah. You have to invite. You me. would love it. I really want to go. It's a lot of fun, and it really is. Like you're really talented. Yeah, so at what you do, yeah, and, and follow him on Instagram and Twitter. He, yeah, he posts. Crazy funny shit. Funny food. Even when I whatever. don't agree, I'm dying laughing. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean, I, I I'd say we should, you know, kill everyone. So sometimes Kate's against <laughs> that. She's like, well, then how are we gonna sing our souls? I'm like, that's when we sing our souls. That's true. In when spirit. everyone's fucking dead. In spirit. Um, Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And guys, you can. Uh, I would love for you guys to help contribute on my Patreon. You can yeah. find me at the Kate Wolf under Patreon, Twitter, and Instagram at the Kate Wolf. Um, my next New York City Going Deep event is March 15th. So save that date. It's 8 to 10 and it's being sold on Eventbrite. The Philadelphia one Going Deep is February 26th. Please go to that. Once again, everything is sold on Eventbrite. Pinch Recording is where I record this. They have a website if you need anything recorded, whether it's music, you want to start your podcast, find them. It's the best audio in the world. Um, it's pinchrecording.com. And if you want a tarot card reading, it's kwolf27 at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening. Bye.